Vision, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer on the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro-seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) This show was first broadcast on January 5th, 2009. Hello and welcome to the Diffusion Science Radio Show. Sit back and relax as we deliver another half hour of science news and views and information. Your first Diffusion Science Radio Show for 2009. My name is Mark West and this week we're going to review the news from last year and we're going to sing some songs and play some songs about science. Joining me today we have Ian Wolfe, Charles Willock, Patrick Ruby, Calvin Ng and Dave, the happy singer, who is going to entertain us a little bit with some improvised songs. So, Ian, tell me what's going through your mind in our hangover edition of the Diffusion Science Radio Show for 2009. Well, I saw a story from Japan about them being able to scan what's on our minds with a brain scanner. So, at the ATR Computational Neuroscience Laboratories, researcher Yakiyasu Kamatani... They've successfully processed and displayed reconstructed images directly from the human brain. They first showed participants 400 different still images to work out their visual thought patterns, and then they showed them the letters that make up the word neuron and successfully reconstructed them by looking at brain activity on the screen. So you can look at the images online if you go and look up the Computational Neuroscience Laboratories experiments, and you can actually see the letters they were shown, the N, the E, the U, the R, the O, and the images that they got from the brain and how closely they match. So the full results were published in Neuron. Dr. Kruger says they think someday the tech could be used to hack into people's dreams. So they're showing people images of of various things and then... Uh, at a later time and and reading their their brain activity at the time and then at a later time looking at the brain activity and then inferring what they've just seen. Well, they're not just inferring. They've got software that actually maps it into a picture on a screen. Oh, okay. So that you get to see what they saw. So it even works for pictures they hadn't seen before. That's the idea. They're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to translate it. And the thing is, basically, this builds on technology from 2005 where we covered the story on Diffusion that they were doing this with cats. Mm -hmm. That they had cats watching action movies because cats track fast movement and they were able to translate from the signals in the visual cortex of the cats' brains into an image on a screen that matched the movie that the cats were watching. So you could see what the cat was seeing. So eventually they think that maybe they can scan people whilst they're dreaming and then replay it to them in the morning and maybe they'll remember what they saw, something like that perhaps. Well, it could be far more than that. I mean, on the one hand, yes, you could record your dreams, but you could equally record someone else's dreams and watch them, or you could perhaps record other people's experiences and play them back for new people. So how would that go in the case of, say, someone had committed a crime, say a murder, and you could sort of just do a brain dump of what they actually saw and prove whether they're innocent or not. Would that be an option? Well, in order to get a brain dump of what they saw, you'd have to be able to get it to people's memories, which they don't have yet. At the moment, they're just getting immediately what they see. So if you were wearing some device that recorded your brainwaves continuously, 
Then we'd get a record of what you saw. But at this point, they're just looking at immediately decoding the visual signal back into the visual input. Right. Now, I remember back in, what, 92, 93, there was quite a bit of discussion in the in the literature about the grandmother cell in memory. So what you had is somehow there was, a, well, there was a lot of discussion about whether there was an encoding of a memory into a particular cell. So if, for example, there was such a thing, such a cell that actually represented your grandmother or some other object, uh, and you wanted to zap it, then you could do so and zap that, and then people would have no memory of their grandmother. And that was a kind of a quirky thing. I don't know if whatever happened to that. But it's, uh, Un- but unfortunate name, isn't it? The grandmother cell. Well, yes. It said, you know, <laughs> so the cell that remembers your when you play cricket. But Hi no, to all those you, wonderful you, grandmothers yeah. out there. <laughs> not meant to be... Part of the issue with, menu, with memory is that um, it's not just the individual cells, it's the connections between the cells, which right. are what forms memory. Um, and it's a matter of deciphering how the connections... Um, how the connections will produce a signal that in such way is interpreted as a memory in your brain. That's a lot of a lot of how the brain works is to do with the interconnectivity of the neurons, not just the actual neurons themselves. Well, Pat, you're one person whose brain we probably wouldn't want to read um, <laughs> with regards to your memory, and uh, you've got a, a question regarding your new, or not a question, a topic regarding your New Year's celebrations and turning mm. bad wine into good wine. I do. That's something that's very close to my heart, I have to say, um, and often in my head, especially the day after. What we have here is we have a bit of research which is going to really, really upset the prestigious wine growers around the world on how to make cheap wine into good wine. And how do you do that? Because it, it doesn't help, it doesn't just uh, annoy the wine growers, it's probably really good for students. It, it is actually, it's very good for students. Um, the key to it is electricity. Right. What you do is you um, pass the young, immature, rather bad-tasting wine through an electric field, and what that does is that creates a more mature, better-tasting wine by inducing a reaction in the chemicals within the wine. So what you typically have in an immature wine is it's quite acidy. So if you have it, you tend to get a really bad hangover, a really you know, foul taste in your mouth, very feeling very thirsty, very upset su- uh, stomach. And that's partly due to a lot of the acid in there. And as a wine matures, the ethanol um, reacts with other organic acids within the wine and it creates esters. And esters are the chemicals which we think are the nice tasting ones. So why don't, instead of this sort of pseudo... Um, esterization or whatever it might be called why don't you just add esters um, because I don't think you can because it's not technological enough perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not technological enough I don't think most students would have access to the esters that make it taste yeah. good I mean whether they might have access to electricity well chemist, chemistry students have become incredibly popular oh, I'm, I don't know if it's a if it's just a matter of getting an ester and dumping it in a bottle of wine. Given my experiences in the organic lab, there's no way I would ever take anything (laughs) that I ever made at university. Seriously, when when my friends were getting 
like these beautiful 90% um, you know whatever they're nice beautiful crystals I usually made like a 1% yield yellow powder as a musician I've often found that if you find a girl called Esther and give her a <laughs> bottle of wine <laughs> that's always worth a try at least <laughs> that's probably the best solution somebody had to make that joke <laughs> <laughs> One of one of the bad things about the electrical field, unfortunately, is that you can go a bit too far. If the wine gets too old, it starts tasting worse, and that's because you start making chemicals called aldehydes, which are really nasty, not you, very nice tasting. And you start making the vinegar as well, I imagine, as well. Yes, that's if oxygen gets in and the bacteria have a go at it, I think. Okay. Well, maybe there's an opportunity out there for all of those restaurants that want to get rid of all annoyed patrons add aldehydes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> well I think it's probably about time for a song Ian what do we have coming up alright shall we have a bit of Mike the Headless Chicken some folks call it poultry geist but it was Mike the Headless Chicken Across the country, 1946 The tale of a leghorn was making people sick A hungry farmer raised his axe and chopped off its head When the bloody part was over, that chicken was not dead Mike, 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 the headless chicken Mike, 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 the headless chicken Mike, 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 the headless chicken Never knew what hit him, but it didn't make him down. To the county fairs and sideshows, they went from town to town. He weren't no fighting chicken, in fact he was a freak. He could have been a contender if he'd only had a beak. Mike, 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 the headless chicken. Mike, 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 the headless chicken. Mike, 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 the headless chicken. chicken might have crowed foul but Mikey held his neck up high and gurgled right out loud the hero of the headless never squawked and never pecked and when they called him chicken he took it on the neck Mike 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 the headless chicken Mike 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 the headless chicken Mike 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 the headless chicken Mike, 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 the headless chicken. Mike, 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 the headless chicken. Mike, 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 the headless chicken. And that was Frank Meyer with Mike, the headless chicken. Hi, I'm Dave the Happy Singer, and you're listening to Diffusion Science Radio. Now, Calvin, you've got some news for us on the year that was with regards to the weather. I know right now we're in the middle of summer and it's quite warm. How did 2008 stack up in the temperature department? Well, if you've been huddling underneath a doona and thought that the year has been slightly colder than what it 
what it has been, then you were actually quite right because 2000, 2008 was slightly colder than uh, the previous 12 years. According to a report from the World Meteorological Organization said that temperatures will continue to rise and the slight dip in temperature was caused by a moderate to strong La Nina effect that developed in the later half of 2007. Now despite uh, 2008 being slightly colder than the previous 12 years, um, the organization is still concerned that ice in the Arctic Sea has dropped to its second lowest level during the melt season since satellite measurements began in 1979. And we also had um, devastating floods and droughts and uh, storms such as Cyclone Nargis, who, which uh, devastated Myanmar in May. Okay. Well, I think 2008 was the last year that Santa Claus has been able to live at the North Pole. Next year, there's not going to be enough ice for him. It's going to be have melted. I don't know if you guys heard that. Moving with the polar bears. Yes. Oh. Who wants Santa now if he can't live at the North Pole? Who will well, take him in? I don't know. Will He'll be I... a climate refugee. And Dave the Happy Singer. Hi, yeah. Hi. So, Dave the Happy Singer. Yes! Tell us about your internet exploits oh i love the internet me i was uh i was i was uh i sang some songs for the the clean fee protest which uh, your listeners would have heard uh, back in december on the the diffusion uh, anti-censorship special there was uh some songs there but uh oh i love the internet i've been i've been on the internet since since i was a baby are you on twitter i'm on twitter yes you <laughs> you can follow me at twitter.com slash happy singer so you're at happy singer uh, I'm at Happy Singer. That's right. Yeah, and uh, and I'm on MySpace, MySpace.com/slash Dave the Happy Singer. Um, you can be a friend of me on there. You can follow me on Twitter. On Facebook, you can become a fan of me, um, which would be wonderful. Um, and, and fans, where would they go to buy Happy Singer things? To buy Happy Singer things? Well, you don't have to, because it's all for free. All you have to do is just go to DaveTheHappySinger.com and, uh, and click the links and uh, be my friend and stay in touch. And, uh, and it's all for free. There's music up there on the MySpace that you can have. There's plenty of pictures. There's plenty of fun to be had. And there's a new blog launching soon, which is going to have loads of stories about the music and about happiness, kind of um, philosophical articles about, about happiness and anything to do with like the science of happiness and you know dopamine and serotonin and all that kind of stuff where... Uh, it's going to be your, your, your centre of happiness on the internet, so I'm lo looking forward to that. Would you have any science-y things that you'd like to sing for us, please? Um, yes. Happy New Year, Radioland. Hello, dear Diffusion Science Radio listeners. I'm Dave the Happy Singer, and just remember whenever life gets you down and things seem hard or tough, and people are stupid, obnoxious or daft. And you feel that you've had quite enough. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving, revolving at 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see Go round a million miles a day In an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour Of the galaxy we call the Milky Way 
galaxy itself contains a hundred billion stars. It's a hundred thousand light years side to side. It bulges in the middle, 16,000 light years thick, but out by us it's just 3,000 light years wide. With 30,000 light years from galactic central point, we go round every 300 million years. And our galaxy is one of only millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe. The universe itself keeps on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz. As fast as it can go, the speed of light you know, 12 million miles a minute and that's the fastest speed there is. So just remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, just how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And hope that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space because there's bugger all down here on Earth. And hope that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space Because there's bugger all down here on Earth And Dave the Happy Singer there with a very authentic version of a Monty Python song You've even got the accent Now we're also thinking of laying down the challenge for you, Dave the Happy Singer To perhaps sing on the spot a song about the types of things that we've been talking about today, whether that be bad wine to good, whether that be 2008 being the uh, one of the warmest years on record but still colder than 2007. Or whether machines can read your mind. So consider this the Diffusion Science Radio Theatre Sports Challenge. Yes, well, I've, I've been an um, improvising musician for a few years, but this is a, certainly a, a challenge to try and bring some science into it. Let's see how we go. I think this is... a this is going to be a, a, a blues number, I think. Uh. is reading my brain I got the blues let me tell you I think they think I'm going insane but I'll tell you I'm not telling you no lies cause they all kidnapped me last night to put an implant in my visual cortex now they're reading my brain I went out with a girl called Esther We drank some very cheap wine Then I showed her my party trick I made the nasty stuff taste fine Then she 
Complained to the cops and the government picked me up They know that I'm innocent Cause they're reading my brain Oh yeah They've been watching my movements all year long Cause I think the global warming guys have got it wrong I'm a skeptic, I don't believe those guys Cause it's getting colder every day And even Santa Claus will have to move to Lapland There won't be ice at the North Pole But I know this and the government's scared And that's why they're monitoring my soul I got the blues they're reading my brain, I got the blues What do you mean I'm insane? I got the blues The government's reading my brain That was Dave the Happy Singer again, singing a beautiful uh, improvisation of today's edition of Diffusion. You're no one if you're not on Twitter, and if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. days it was all about achievements collecting all your trophies in a shrine in a shrine oh. everybody came across the internet internet and suddenly you had to be online a homepage was all you really needed to seem like a success but not a geek not a geek oh. as long as you updated semi-annually annually and checked your email once or twice a week but now you're no one if you're not on Twitter And if you aren't there already, you've missed it If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted and blocked You might as well not have existed You might as well not have existed Technology was moving rather quickly The next thing you needed was a blog Was a blog ah. With intimate and detailed press releases Releases and Now and then a photo of your dog More recently the students brought us Facebook And everybody has a hundred friends Hundred friends ah. the Bodies in the photos look amazing Amazing They're not so great but everyone pretends Cause now you're no one if you're not on Twitter And if you aren't there already, you've missed it If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted and blocked You might as well not have existed You might as well not have existed Now you need to publish every movement 
And every single thought to cross your mind Cross your mind, ah oh. Told the Twitterverse is full of rubbish Rubbish But most of us are really quite refined We validate each other's insecurities hey. And brag about the gadgets that we've bought That we've bought, ah oh. laugh out loud at every hint of jolliness Jolliness And try to self-promote without being caught Cause now you're no one if you're not on Twitter And if you aren't there already, you've missed it If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted and blocked You might as well not have existed Oh yes, you might as well not have existed Well, that's all we've got time for in this edition of the Diffusion Science Radio Show, the hungover edition of the Diffusion Science Radio Show, as you might have been able to tell from the way we've been talking. My name is Mark West, and joining me today were Patrick Ruby, Charles Willock, Ian Wolfe, Calvin Ng, and Dave, the happy singer. If you would like to contact us, if you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, or wild passionate praise, if you'd like to contribute to Diffusion and hear your own voice on the radio, or if you'd just like to... Join us on Facebook. Do we have a Facebook group? We have a Facebook group. <laughs> I'm not a member of our Facebook group. Shame on you. Why not, Ma? All right, well, there you go. Where are, are, are you, Pat? Yes. Seriously? Yes, I was at the beginning. Oh, what? Who ta- okay, well, look, apparently we've got a Facebook group, and I'll be joining that tomorrow. Um, so if you'd like to join the Facebook group, then search Facebook. But if otherwise, you'd like... Our email address is science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com or if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast go to our website diffusionradio.com that's diffusionradio.com contributing to the program were a very annoying Charles Willock Patrick <laughs> Ruby Ian Wolfe Calvin Ng, and Dave the happy singer again Diffusion has been produced this week by Ian Wolfe in the studios of 2SCR in Sydney Diffusion is broadcast nationally via the community radio network I'm Mark West. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more science wondering next week on the Diffusion Science Radio Show. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know, and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the Earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life.